Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 58 of Walk On Radio, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals hump. We have a lot to talk about this week, but I think the big news is we're FBS bound, but let's save it for later. How are you feeling? Dalton, I'm good. Uh, it's funny. Uh, I've had multiple people come up to me since our last episode and basically be like, man, we're really, we're really excited for walk on radio this week. There's a lot going on in the college football world. There's a lot going on in the same Houston football world specifically, not, not just FBS news, but, uh, but some other news that we'd love to talk about. Well, uh, let's get started. And of course we have to start off with last game and we played Dixie state. We talked about it. They've had a tough schedule, a lot of respect for them, but, uh, Sam Houston came to play. We, uh, did not take him for granted. We got the win 59 to 10. It was a great game for a lot of our young guys to play. I know uh, we had our freshman tight end, Marcus Collin, get in for the first time. Shout out Marcus. He's got a big future. But Hump, talk to me about this game and how important it is for our young guys to get a lot of playing time. Well, Dalton, uh, a win is a win. Uh, you know, no matter who it's against. Uh, in Dixie State, you know, I think in a couple years, I think they can, you know, be a good program in the whack. Uh, but for now, they're playing in the conference or the schedule of death. Uh, they've They've... We went over their schedule. I think it's the toughest in all of FCS. So props to them for for kind of a rebuilding year. Obviously, the transition up to Division One is uh, is tough. Uh, but like we said, you know, a, a big win against a Sam Houston or a Montana or a South Dakota State could really jumpstart your football program. Yeah, we uh, it, it was a fun game. Dixie State they they have a couple years to rebuild, but uh, we got our starters out early in the young second players. Half. Yep, a I lot of to, young guys to go comment away. on that. Uh, it was just a fun game for everybody, and uh, we got the couch potatoes. We didn't know what that was, but we had some people in the end zone with the couches. It was just a uh, it was a fun game. Did overall. you like it? I thought it was cool. I, I think cool. uh, I expect hopefully now that it's happened, more people can see it and, and they want to jump in. It was a little it was a little slow to start off, but of course we had a fraternities out there, and that's what's important. So. Uh, I mean, we just got to keep doing some themed events for the fans. I think it's it's very important to bring people in, and uh, it was a good start. Um, I think we can do definitely do better, and hopefully with playoffs, maybe we bring the couch potatoes I back. I really, I really think playoffs. Uh, you know, we've we've had some attendance kind of kind of eh games lately, but Dalton, I really think I think we're victims of we're not playing any exciting games. I mean, yeah, the the whole strength of schedule argument is uh, really important here when it comes to fans, but. I think this week is hopefully... We're just killing people. Yeah. We're, we're just get, killing people. Big game this week, so hopefully this uh, week. people show up. Hump, let's talk about that. Preview, Eastern Kentucky. This game is important. This is a team that we didn't really know about in the very beginning, but all of a sudden, they come out. Now they're ranked. They uh, they've they had a tough loss to SFA, which, hey, we both called that one. We did. Good good job on we us. Did. But uh, they're still a really good team, and uh, this game decides a lot of things for Sam Houston, even for Eastern Kentucky, if they get the win. So, Hump, preview this game, what to expect, and uh, how are we feeling about it? Well, Dalton, uh, you know, this is the WAC A-Sun Championship, basically, uh, which, you know, with, with teams like Jacksonville State and Central Arkansas involved, preseason, I, I was kind of gearing towards those would be the teams we'd be playing for this. But Eastern Kentucky seems to be the uh, seems to be the next man up. Uh, Dalton, I'm excited. You know, uh, anytime you get to play for a championship, that is what it's all about. Uh, but this game's no different. You know, we just gotta. It's about us, uh, and I think I think that being the number one team in the country again, the theme of of every re- or every preview we give is that we have a big target on our back. And Eastern Kentucky, you know, after a tough loss, flying into Stephen F. Austin. They've got to fly back to Eastern Kentucky and then fly back to Huntsville, Texas. That that's going to be tough. Uh, but they're going to be they'll be ready to roll. Um, 
if you know if they want any shot of making the FCS playoffs, probably going to have to beat us. Uh, so now with uh, and you know I hate doing these hypotheticals given that we're talking about Sam Houston, but with a win against the number one team, them being twenty five. Would they bump? Where do you think they'd bump up to? Maybe like a, uh, a high teens, not top ten, but high teens, and then Sam Houston. You think we would fall down very low, or kind of continue in the top ten, maybe eight, seven spot? Well, you know, it, it, it hurts Eastern Kentucky that they lost to Stephen F. Austin this last week because uh, they were, I think, they got up to like eighteen or so, and then if you beat Sam Houston, you'd probably be thirteen, fourteen in that range. Uh, you know, if they won this one, probably jump up a couple spots. But if we lost this one, Dalton, I personally think that we would probably get the benefit of the doubt and still get a first round bye. Uh, so be be in the top eight. But you're probably looking at being six, seven, or eight uh, with, with a loss to Eastern Kentucky. And another thing with a uh, Eastern Kentucky loss, what does that do for the AQ7? There's a lot of teams still kind of bidding for a spot in the playoffs. You know, we see SFA, we see UCA. Do you think there's going to be a chance, or is Eastern Kentucky the last kind of AQ7 team other than the Bearcats that has a shot for the playoffs? Well, Dalton, I think quietly Stephen F. Austin has gotten back into that playoff consideration. Uh, I mean, if you take so they've lost two FCS games this year, okay? They lost to Texas Tech earlier in the year, so that doesn't really count. But they've lost two FCS games, one being to us on a, on a last-second field goal attempt. Um, against the number one team in the country. That's not that bad of a loss. The other being Jacksonville State at Jacksonville State. And is Jacksonville State who we thought they were? Probably not. But it's still, that's I wouldn't call that a bad loss. And then now they've strung out, I think, five wins in a row maybe. Yeah, and I think they're like still that. undefeated at home too, which is a, it's a big thing not losing at home. I Dalton, I really think if if a couple things go their way, I think they need some help, but if a couple things go their way, SFA is is going to be waiting for for the opportunity to have their name called on Selection Sunday. And I mean, we've seen the craziness of FCS football. I think Sam Houston is the last undefeated team. We're going to get into that later, but it could happen. And they have a big game this week against UCA. It's going to be part of our pick'em. There's a chance, Dalton. And I'm I'm gonna I'm just going to come out and say this. Uh, maybe maybe get the blood pumping. Uh, just the hypotheticalness of this. Oh no. You know if SFA makes the playoffs, you, you, you know one place they can go, right? You, you know who, if they win, who they'll be playing. It's Sam Houston Bearcats. I mean, it just at, at Huntsville Stadium. It just makes sense. There, there's you cannot convince me otherwise. That is exactly how it could happen. I, I I I'll even go as far as I guarantee that it would be Incarnate Word versus Stephen F. Austin. The winner plays at Bauer Stadium against Sam Houston. And, I mean, we talked about the episode of Piney Woods of how cool it would be to have a home and away and then see how packed Huntsville would be. I mean, it, it's possible There would be no shortage of uh, us worrying if we're going to have a lot of fans or not because that one would be packed. Oh, yeah. We definitely need the couch potatoes for that one. That would Wowza. Be a, Wowza. be a fun one. But there's still a long ways to go. Hump, we have is some, it, though? I mean, I guess not. We're, uh, Selection Sunday is... 11 days away. I, I say we have a long ways to go as in the terms of with how crazy FCS is, you really really never know what's going to happen. Um, Fair enough. We're going to get into that, I promise. What a crazy week this last crazy. week. Crazy. Crazy. Well, we got some two big things to talk about. Number one, Hump, it's Wednesday that we're recording this, and uh, we have something huge that's happening today. Huge. I mean, like, not huge as in, you know, uh, you know, uh, it's cool. This is massive. 
So, uh, Hump, why don't you tell everybody what we got going on and uh, finally and how we're feeling about it. Big exclamation on the finally part. Uh, but Dalton, walk on Radio Nation, same Houston football fans. It's National Championship Ring Day. Oh, it is officially, officially, officially Ring Day. Not, oh, uh, we heard we were getting our rings or, uh, you know, it's going to be here and there. It is, it is tonight. Now, it, it, it's tough. And we talked about those, Coach Keeler. It's a Wednesday of a big game, and you don't normally do this, but uh, Coach Keeler has praised our how good we are of getting news and kind of not letting it affect us. Look at the Conference USA news. We had those news. Nothing really changed with us, and that's how professional we are, and that shows our senior leadership. But it's happening. We're going to get our rings today. Hump, I'm so excited. I uh, We've seen the pictures. We've seen what it looks like, but we finally get to wear it. The question is, are you gonna? And this is what I was thinking. I was thinking this because you know, of course, we have class tomorrow. Are you wearing your <laughs> ring to class? And what what is your? How are you gonna wear your ring? Are you gonna wear it when you go out? Is it a for the first couple weeks every day? What's your thought process in wearing this ring? Well, Dalton, I'm gonna tell the same joke uh, that I've told to everybody who's asked me that question. Ryan, how 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 often are you gonna wear your ring? When are you gonna wear your ring? I'm gonna tell them special occasions only. And by special occasions, I mean class, the grocery <laughs> store, taking out the trash. I'm going to wear it a lot in the beginning. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think uh, at least for the first week or two, it's going to be Month on all the two, time. year yeah. or two. I don't know. It might end up being, you know, weddings and professional things. But for now, while we're in college, I'm definitely going to wear it all the time. But how exciting is but this? But Dalton, this is, this is, and I'm not trying to take away from your future wife or my future wife, but... <laughs> This is the most important piece of jewelry that we're ever going to have. <laughs> you can choose your wife, okay? You don't get to you don't get to choose to be a national champion, okay? It's a, it's an earned thing. This is this is something that our kids and their kids will pass down and they'll have. I mean, this is this is something. This is a day that is truly special, and I am very excited for tonight. Now, Hump, of course, you know we we had a little catchphrase during the playoffs last year, and uh, we're getting a ring now. But Hump, I don't think I think we ain't done yet. I. Uh, and and Coach Keeler said, it. "I think we ain't done yet." He said it best himself. We want another one, and uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be the first person to admit it. Just like when you have a, a second child, it's not gonna mean as much as the first one. This was our first one that we've ever. You don't won. think so? I don't think so. Don't. I would argue that it might mean more. The and the, se- the uh, second one. And the only reason I say that because I'm with you. I, I get it. The first one, we will forever be the first one. But from a historical standpoint, a national collegiate football historical standpoint if you win this one you become the first team to ever win two national titles in the same year i mean that's it's true but also the only team never win a national championship in the spring we were and it's it's hard because last year we really were the underdogs and we've been doubted this year but no field house you know covid the blizzard in Texas, who would have thought that would have happened? We had so much stuff that the happened. The road that we had to go through the playoffs, in the playoffs. The entire playoffs, which we're going to have the, probably the same route again, which is going to be just as hard. But just playing the best teams back-to-back-to-back to back to back, and it being, you know. Well, I don't, we're not going to go through that gauntlet again. I, don't, I sure you don't, hope I don't not. think you can play Dakota, James Madison, Dakota. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. I don't think that can I happen. Just, that, that was so special for us. And, uh, of course, the second one, if we get it, is going to mean – very much to me, and I'm going to love it. But 
this one is just so important. The, the first one is just like your first child. You you cherish it, and then the second one comes in. And of course, you love it a little bit, but it's always the OG that's So around. are you telling your future kids that automatically you love the first yeah. one more than the second one? If my kid goes back and decides to listen to our episodes and gets to episode Well, Don, we're going to be big and famous one day. <laughs> uh, and so when, you know, when that happens and we're on episode like 200, I'm going to remember this. And I'm going to say, Dalton Jr., episode 58, your father... Your father loves you more than your sister. I think you mean, uh, I think his name's going to be Aaron Rodgers Meyer. Aaron Rodgers Meyer. <laughs> well, I'm going to name my kid Dakota. Uh, so, But uh, the rings are coming in today. We're really excited. Uh, we're, you're going to see it on social media, of course. We're not going to not show Oh, Waffle Radio will definitely be posting uh, some uh, exclusive video and picture. Another cool thing, and uh, we've talked about it before with uh, with dress and, and then Coach Keeler allowing Sam Houston to wear Waffle Radio hats for pregame. Uh, you know, we have to dress nice. It's a big occasion. It's a big thing for donors. And, of course, Coach Keeler said, Sam Houston gear is something nice or walk-on radio hats. Really cool thing. It's a cool gesture. You getting dressed up? Of course. I'm getting fancy I got the uh, I got the old, you know, I'm from California, so I don't uh, – I had to get used to this life. But boots and jeans, they're, they're happening. I'm going to whip them out today. And, uh, of course, a polo. But I don't – I'm considering the cowboy hat. The, uh, I, the, the one from the National Championship. I think that's very appropriate. I think so, but uh, it, it just depends how it looks with the fit. Um, I'm excited to, to figure it out. But Hump, moving on from the rings, this is the biggest news of the week of of our lives for for the future. Hump, we are no longer, you know, we we weren't walk ons anymore. We we both got put on scholarship, but we are now FBS football players, which is a crazy thing. We. Uh, we walked on the Sam Houston to get an opportunity. We we understood what the FCS was, but Hump, we're now FBS players. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about the Conference USA. What are you feeling? We had a whole episode where we were talking about what if, what if, what if, but it's now here. It's it's official. We're part of Conference USA. Uh, it's going to take a little bit to to fully get into it, but uh, we have enough time where our last year will be Sam Houston's first year as an FBS program. How do you feel about that? And uh, let's get into this. We are FBS athletes. Well, Dalton, uh, you know, I had some, I had my my worries about it last week when this was all kind of kind of speculation, wasn't for sure, but now it's for sure. Uh, and here's here's what I'm gonna say. I I've researched it a lot. You guys know me. I, I'm Mister. You know, read, read, read. Find out what I what I can. Try to be in the know. And here's here's what I think. I think that. Uh, I think there's winners and losers in, in all big decisions that are made. Uh, you're not, you're no, not everyone is going to be happy with every decision. Okay, um, given that when it when it when it all when it's all said and done and the dust settles, here's here's where the decision was made. Okay, the FBS as we know it is changing, and this is something. That that I know, Walk On Radio has has speculated for over a year now. We have we have said that there will be a day where Sam Houston, UTSA, Coastal Carolina, App State play for a national championship, while Texas, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Florida they play for a different national championship. And I think those days are upon us. Uh, and so I think all in all, when the dust settles, this decision was made. Because Sam Houston saw it as an opportunity to get to FBS before FCS began to diminish. Um, it was like the analogy that, that I used last week when, when people would ask me. I think the train was at our station. 
uh, and we had to decide whether we wanted to get on the FBS train or not. And and at the end of the day, we just weren't sure when it would be back. And, and I know moving to FBS was something that was very important to Sam Houston. And, you know, I think Bobby Williams and uh, Dr. White, you know, the president of Sam Houston, I think they made the best decision for the university. I think they did what they, they felt was, was the necessary move for Sam Houston. And this might not be a now decision. You know, you can't, don't be so close-minded. You can't look at things in the now. Uh, sure, it affects, it affects people now, okay? If, you know, if we're not playoff eligible next year, which that's kind of up in the air right now, kind of hearing some stuff that, that Sam Houston could be playoff eligible, uh, FCS playoff eligible in 2022, uh, you know, in the past, there's been teams that transition and they're they're not playoff eligible for two years, and then they can go to a bowl game the third. They're, 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 that's that's all kind of up in the air right now, and so of course that sucks. Uh, but you can't be closed minded when when making university altering decisions. And, and this is, I think, this is definitely a decision that in ten years from now we're going to look back and go, you know, that was a pretty cool move. Yeah, you have to remember too for people. I don't know if people like understand or need to figure it out, but you have to be invited by a conference. So, uh, you know, talking about the train leaving the station or being here, they invited us. And at any point in time, it may be if we struggle or we financially struggle, Conference USA or somebody else can say, you know what, we don't think that you're going to fit our program very well. We don't want you. And then you're at a point when the split eventually happens where the Power Five moves on and becomes their own unity that they're not going to want you. And you're going to have to go down. You're going to have to tr- try to survive in this broken FCS program. So this was a it was a now or never moment, and I think we made a, a good decision. Um, and I've talked about this last episode as a player. If we end up being you know not playoff eligible in FCS, it, it does suck because our last two years would be you know not necessarily for nothing, but you don't get to compete for a championship. But also, we're going to be the players that are on the first FBS program of Sam Houston. It's kind of a cool thing. Uh, I've always talked about being a senior now and how we're both older players. We're kind of leading a younger group. And next year, when we lose a lot of players, uh, this is our game this week against East Kentucky Senior Day. We're going to see a lot of people up in line taking a picture with Coach Keeler on their last uh, home game regular season. So, I mean, eventually we're going to be the guys that have to lead this group. And if we're the guys leading a group of people in the first FBS uh, season, it's going to be really fun. And uh, if something happens and uh, let's say the WAC kicks us out, um, and the last year of FCS, and we kind of don't really have a place, and we have to do a Dixie State-like schedule where we're picking and choosing games. I mean, that sound, sounds kind of fun. Even in that first season of FBS, something happens where we can't have a Conference USA schedule, and we're having to pay uh, for some money games, and we're playing all these top programs in the country. I mean, it sounds fun. It's a cool it's a cool little, little adventure, even though we can't compete for an, a national championship. But, Hump, let me tell you, we won one last year. Hopefully we, won't, we win one this year. So we're going to have two rings already. So I think uh, it'll kind of transition into a, a leadership role. But I'm excited as a player. I'm excited for as a future alumni. This is going to be really cool for the, the school and the program. Well, and one thing that I want to throw in there, uh, don't, I mean, this is a football move. This isn't because something and, – and we have great other sports programs. There's, we have, we've had great success over the last decade. But this is a football move. This isn't because of something basketball did. This isn't something you know soccer did, whatever. This is because Sam Houston is a hot commodity right now. You just won the FCS National Championship. You just got, you know, you, you got a lot of branding in the last year. Uh, and so Sam Houston is a, it's a hot topic. Uh, and, 
you know, never forget that if we weren't a successful program, if we didn't put good product on the field, if we didn't have good people leading us, this move would never have happened. Uh, and so it's cool. It's cool to be a part of the group that basically pushed Sam Houston over the edge uh, of, of becoming an FBS program. And I think, you know, you touched on being an alumni. Dude, coming back with, with our national championship rings, you know, possible stadium renovations, possible bowl games. I mean, that's 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 pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That is one of the things that's going to be interesting for me to watch. And I don't know if we touched on it last episode, but uh, they're definitely Sam Houston as a as a program and a university. They have a lot of things that they're going to have to change. Uh, there's a lot of requirements and upgrades that are need to be done. So I'm I'm excited to watch the upgrades and to come back a, a while. You know, when we have our national championship reu- reunion in uh, what ten years, um, we get to see all the changes. It's going to be really cool having our national championship ring being the first guys that do it i'm really excited it's uh it's a cool deal but uh man we're fbs players it's uh it's really exciting but hump my my this my dislike about this my con i guess for all this is us leaving the fcs and uh it sucks because we kind of built a small community with the fcs especially walk on radio as a podcast we've met this small group of people the FCS isn't well known, I guess you can say for other people, but uh, the group is nice in there and it's small and it just sucks leaving. It, it sucks leaving. We were trying to build the brand of it, but uh, I guess that doesn't mean it's over. We're still going to cover FCS. We're still going to be ahead of it, but uh, it, it's a tough loss losing and, and leaving the FCS, but we're on to bigger and better things. The FBS is upon us, but hump talking about the FCS, what a crazy week it's been ranking wise. Uh, North Dakota state has fallen. They are no, we are the last undefeated team. So, Hump, let's hear about the rankings. Let's see some movement. I know there's other some big losses around the league. FCS is in shambles, and uh, you know, talk to me bracketology, talking about what ifs. You have a lot to talk about. Let's hear it, Dalton. Well, well, as you know, this last weekend was uh, was something. I think four top ten teams lost: uh, North Dakota State, uh, Eastern Washington. Southeastern Louisiana, Southern Illinois. And so all these all these top teams that were vying for, you know, that first round bye ha, ha, have fallen. Uh, and I still think uh, a couple of those are still in, in good enough position to get that first round bye. But a team like Southeastern Louisiana, they're not getting a first round bye. A team like Southern Illinois, they're not getting a first round bye. Uh, and so the playoffs are ever-changing. Uh, bracketology changes every weekend. Uh, you know, we put out a bracket – and um, there's pretty much no way that's going to be right because because the FCS every weekend seems to give us just just crazy surprises. So the big question, Hump, is who is a top four? And uh, in your opinion, do you agree? Of course, Sam Houston's number one, but who's two, three, and four? Is it right? Would you have some changes, or uh, do you agree with everything going on? So right now, uh, and I'll, I'll go through the top five because that's – relevant to who the top four is but number one and in the first time since we've become the number one team in the country Sam Houston is the unanimous number one team in the country it's almost like they didn't have any choice and uh by default they finally decide to give us our votes yeah no I I definitely think that you are spot on there uh but who cares unanimous 50 votes in the stats poll that's awesome number two and I actually I disagree with this uh James Madison is number two but who I would have at number two is Montana State. And at Montana State, they beat Weber. They beat Montana. They beat Eastern Washington. No, excuse me. They haven't played Montana. They still have to beat Montana. But they did beat Weber and Eastern Washington 
I really think that if they win these last two games, I think there's an outside shot that they could be the number one team, unfortunately. Uh, maybe jump Sam Houston, but I'm kind of thinking at this point, Sam Houston, if they went out, if we went out, we're going to get the number one seed, and uh, Montana State would get that too, which would mean James Madison is three. Here's the big question. Four and five. And, and, and you know, you might say, ah, uh, four and five, not that big of a difference. You're wrong because four and five is a quarterfinals matchup, assuming that all the favorites win, and whoever four is gets to host number five. That's a big deal, especially since South Dakota State is number four and North Dakota State is number five. We could get a – it's very likely that we could get a marker game rematch as early as the quarterfinals in the playoffs. Now, you know how the playoff committee is, and they tend not to make games that have already happened, or they try to keep people separated that have already played. So do you think the playoff committee would maybe move? Well, early. The first game can't be. Mm-hmm. If it happens again, it can be. I don't think the committee is is going to change who they think should be 5-4 and four just because they played earlier in the season. But the big, the big argument, and I'm going to ask you, South Dakota State, beat North Dakota State this weekend head-to-head, but North Dakota State is has a better record thus far. And so what would you do as a committee member? Who would you put four and who would you put five? Man, that's tough because head-to-heads are important, but I think at the end of the day, South Dakota State has, has more losses than North Dakota State. So, of course, I would give North Dakota State uh, the benefit of the doubt. But it, it, it's tough because they did lose to the team that's right below them. <sighs> I think because South Dakota State has had some – some tough losses, uh, some big ones. You got to give it to North Dakota State because they were just number two. You're not going to bump them all the way down. So I'll put them at four. But uh, head-to-heads are important, and uh, maybe the playoff committee will disagree with me and uh, change it. Hum, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Um, I think North Dakota State probably should get the nod there. Now, do I think North Dakota State is better than a healthy South Dakota State? Absolutely not. Uh, I think South Dakota State is definitely better. Then the Bison, uh, I picked them this weekend. I felt good about it. But as far as, you know, if they both went out, I I feel like they'd be playing at the Fargo Dome. Okay, scenario for you. Montana State wins out, but they lose the Brawl of the Wild against Montana. So they don't win out. They win this week and then lose next week. Yeah. Gotcha. So uh, they lose the Brawl of the Wild. Now, Montana, great team, but uh, they are, they're not as highly as considered as they were in the beginning of the year. Where does Montana State end up with a loss to Montana? Well, I think – so Montana is number nine right now. I think if Montana were to win that game, there's a shot that they could be like the seven or eight seed. Uh, as far as Montana State, man, it really – I think I think that's how South Dakota State and North Dakota State would both get inside the top four. You'd probably drop Montana State to five or six. Uh, James Madison would definitely be the two. You know, I don't see James Madison jumping Sam Houston. Um, UC Davis is a team to uh, to worry about. They've got a big one against Eastern Washington this week. They're, you know, they're 8-1 right now with an FBS win, and so UC Davis is definitely knocking on the door. Uh, but, yeah, Montana State, I, they, they would definitely still be in the in the running for uh, a top eight seed. They, they, they're undefeated against FCS schools this year. Uh, so I definitely think that that's important. And also with that, with a Montana State win over Montana, is Montana still in the playoffs? I think so. Um, you know, they they've their losses have come against uh, Eastern Washington, 
a, a high-rated playoff team. Sacramento State, uh, a high-rated at-large team, possible number eight seed. And then their third loss would be Montana State, who I think would be the second-ranked team in the country. So you're not going to take them out for that. Now, if Montana loses this weekend and then they lose to Montana State, yeah, they, they, would, they would really be in trouble. I still think uh, Brawl the Wild, top rivalry name. Is that going to be game day? It looks, looks like, like it's it. going to be game day. Even uh, College Game Day tweeted, they, you know, they've been promoting it, and uh, they're like, good job. I'll give them credit. They have uh, promoted the heck out of it. And I, it's definitely a cool spot for game day. You, you want your one FCS game. Uh, if you didn't know, we didn't get it this week. Uh, it ended up going to A&M versus Ole Miss. It's okay. Boo. Okay, yeah, big boo. But uh, I think it's a, it's a cool atmosphere. The stadium is really cool. It's called Brawl of the Wild. I love that. I found out last top, week. Top-tier rivalry game. Yeah, game. so uh, if they get it, congratulations. But uh, it, it's definitely a big game, a lot on the line. Um, next up, we have the FBS rankings. Uh, some ch- some movement, but overall nothing much. Georgia is still running the, the, the league, which is kind of crazy. Uh, with the Dogs, a team that we kind of didn't really talk about in the beginning of the year. They have one of the best defenses we've ever seen. Alabama is back. Oklahoma is still uh, hanging in there. And, of course, the Ducks are fighting for that spot. So, Hump, let's talk about the rankings. Any movement, any changes? We did have one big loss. Michigan State is upset uh, by Purdue. Purdue has been uh, a monster killer this year. And uh, if I'm right, don't they have Ohio State next? Is that right? I think so. Wow. Because a lot of people are saying it's time. It's over. Yeah, Yeah. Ohio State is getting (laughs) taken down. Uh, Well, Top five, Dalton. Cincinnati moves up one spot to number five. They they basically, at this point, they need an upset. They need somebody to lose. Uh, number four, Ohio State. They still have some tough games ahead. I know they still play Michigan State in a couple weeks. Oregon, I don't really know if they have a, a tough test. Now, that doesn't mean anything because they lost to a, a Stanford team that's not really that great. Uh, number two, Alabama. And number one, Georgia. You know, they're going to meet up in the SEC championship, whether they like it or not. Uh, and I think that's a game that Alabama has to win to make the playoffs. I really do. So you're still on board that if Alabama loses that game, they're not going to make the playoffs. I am. Uh, I, I think it would be – at that point, if that happens, they they predetermined that Alabama was going to make it. Uh, they'd be the first two-loss team to ever make the college football playoff, uh, and Cincinnati never had a chance. So in that situation, I'm doing some what-ifs here, and you know I love doing them. Alabama lose the SEC championship to Georgia. Ohio State has a loss to Michigan in the game, the big game. You think Ohio State still makes it, and uh, with Alabama, in your mind, being kicked out, do you mean does that mean Cincinnati gets in? But, uh, man, Cincinnati barely beat a Tulsa team. They're kind of struggling here. So by the looks of the games, they haven't been too hot. But does it matter? Do they still get in? You said Ohio State lost to Michigan yeah. in this hypothetical. Well, if that happens, I think – I do think that Cincinnati would get in, uh, but I think that that would open the door for Oklahoma. I think that opened the door for Oklahoma, a team that's still undefeated, uh, but they're number eight right now. You know, they're not they're not getting any respect, uh, and I hate them. Don't get me wrong, but they're an undefeated Power Five school uh, with a shot to finish undefeated in a Power Five conference. Now, you didn't like Spencer Rattler's Oklahoma Sooners, and I know you're a big Texas guy, so of course you don't like Oklahoma. I don't Oklahoma. like any Oklahoma so Sooners. So you're not on board with Caleb Williams. But Caleb Sooners. Williams looks like he might be that dude. He, uh, I'll be honest. Future, future Heisman winner, do we think? Potentially, for sure. I mean, we got we to gotta think of it because it's not DJ Ungalele. Dalton, let's not all this, this, uh, this goofy talk uh, blind us from the fact that I have a real shot. With a couple weeks ago, I have a real shot of nailing three out of the four playoff teams. Alabama, Oregon, 
Cincinnati. Holy Hail Mary, Ryan. I just I don't think the Cincinnati one's going to happen. And whether it's politics. You, you really don't? I don't. Uh, after seeing the playoff committee rankings and uh, a, a tough game against uh, Tulsa, yeah. I don't know, man. I just I don't think the committee is going to give them credit. Uh, Oregon, and and I always say the underdogs and how they've had a weird season. They've only had one loss. They have looked good, but the Pac-12 is so weak. I can't believe the Oregon Ducks thing might come true, especially because I clowned you for that pick, and here we are. It, it might happen. So, Dalton, you, you – okay, looking at Ohio State's schedule, my God. They've got, they've got Purdue, okay, monster killer. <laughs> Apparently. Okay. Michigan State. That's true. And then Michigan. Obviously, if they go unscathed in that, they're making the playoff. Absolutely. But are they going to go unscathed? We know Michigan's record against Ohio State. For some reason, they just can't. It's like the Cowboys and Packers. The Cowboys just can't get it done. What a what a, what a what, I'm sorry. What a no reason I'm shot. Sorry. I mean, punch me and punch me while I'm down. Michigan State, I could see that being a loss. That was good, Dalton. Thank you. I appreciated that. Purdue, which normally you wouldn't, but uh they've been doing it left and right. So maybe there. Also something to remember, Purdue has an FCS name, the Boilermakers. Oh. Automatic plus ten uh to all football attributes. Such a it, it's such a cool name. But uh man, I uh I still think even with a loss, with another loss, Ohio State put, will have a better chance of getting in than Cincinnati. I just I, the two loss thing. If a two loss team gets in over a Cincinnati team that is literally waiting for one loss to happen, they are at five. If that happens, I think that the college football playoff will lose all credibility. I think that people will metaphorically and actually riot. I think I think with an Alabama loss in the SEC championship, it's going to be Georgia, Oregon, Alabama still, and man, Ohio State. I get. I I really think. Let me let me throw this out there, okay? Because you're not thinking about this, okay? If 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 Alabama lost again, their second loss, they'd pretty much have to be the fourth seed, correct? Like in in a in a. Oh yeah, they have to play. They'd Georgia have to turn again. around and play Georgia again, and I don't. That's not going to happen. They're not going to do that. Yeah. That, that if if that's a national championship meetup, sure. Sure. But not not two games in a row. Does that mean that they they put a two-loss team as the 3? Again, we're we're talking about credibility here. And, and that would that would just be just just a laughing man. Maybe Can you imagine what Twitter would be like? <laughs> My god. Maybe like a, a Georgia Oregon Alabama, Oklahoma, or Georgia, Oklahoma, Oregon, Alabama. Where did Ohio just, State go? I, we're, we're cons- <laughs> Everyone's lost. <laughs> Let, let's get into some scores. It's crazy. It, that, that one makes it exciting, but you know what would make it more exciting? Wait, 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 Dalton, wait. UTSA, they finally, finally, finally crack into the rankings at a whopping number of 23. 9-0, oh, number 23. This is what sucks, too. And I, I, I would never pray on a loss for the Roadrunners. But if they lose, they're never coming back. Oh, Lord, And it no. sucks because you should give them the benefit of the doubt, maybe put them at 25. They're not coming back. They're not going to be ranked again. Dalton, they are ranked 15 in the Associated Press, the AP. Like, that's like the one that everybody, like, pays attention to. 15. <laughs> 15. And they're 23. There's only four undefeated teams left, right? Yes. And UTSA is one of them. UTSA, Cincinnati, Georgia, and Oklahoma. All and I have to say is uh, three words, strength of schedule. They deserve to be ranked 23. They're awful. 
I uh, UTSA. You're, that's that's terrible. I'm just I'm thinking of what the playoff committee's thinking right now. Well, that's definitely what they're thinking. Let's roll into some scores. Uh, but oh, like I was gonna say, huh? You know what would make this more exciting if the playoffs were expanded? We're not gonna get into that. But man, uh, maybe UTSA will get a shot, run the tables, have this this glorious story, and then lose Alabama in the national championship. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off, we have some FCS scores. Missouri State beats Southern Illinois, thirty-eight to twenty-eight. You hate to see it for the salute. Big game. It's uh they they've had a tough back half of the season they they're they're fighting for a playoff spot still they're gonna get it I believe in my salute honestly piece. ever since they beat South Dakota State they have been very downhill from there and but Missouri State what a what a weird season very uphill I yeah. think I think honestly at this point they're probably in they're well, they're they, probably in big game uh, big this week. game this part week. of the pick um yep. next up we have Dartmouth and Princeton Princeton has finally fallen to Dartmouth. Thirty-one to seven, yeah, smoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The end of the road didn't really matter for playoffs. But, I would uh, like the Ivy League so much more if they were part of the playoffs. I think that'd be so cool. I, I'd be really like, scared. Like literally, you're you're playing against the oldest college football team in the history of the sport. Like, Not that's, only that, but the smartest people probably in the country. Dude, imagine a Harvard home game playoff game. It would be packed. It'd be insane. I've been to that stadium. Packed. I don't. I don't know what would massive the amount of like equations that are going to be happening the, in the amount stands. Uh, think of the net worth of that of that stadium that <laughs> they, day. they would know the net worth. i mean millions and billions <laughs> next up we have illinois state and you and i you and i takes a loss Ooh, 17 to 10 man just when just when you and i got hot just when they completely fooled everybody and you know basically we should be a seated team we're like that they lose to Illinois State. Well, they also have another a big game in the Pick'em. Uh, really important for you and I. They wanna they wanna figure it out. Next up, East Tennessee State. Uh, they beat my cadets, Virginia Military Institute, twenty seven to twenty. Doesn't matter. The key desk. Uh, you know what I've seen? A lot of bracketology has uh, Sam Houston and VMI potentially meeting. What VMI versus Incarnate Word? Is that what you, I think so? Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. So uh, and of course I got to vote for my cadets, but I don't want I don't want to play them. I don't want to do it to them. I love my cadets too much. I don't want to have to play them. You're like killing your son or something. <laughs> Next up, uh, we already talked about South Dakota State, North Dakota State, South Coast State with the win, twenty-seven to nineteen, and it wasn't that close. Wasn't I, close. I watched nearly the whole game. Uh, the score, or whatever. It, it South Dakota State dominated them. Now, did you see the trick play where Beautiful. quarterback goes up under center? Snaps between the legs and then they fade, they pass to the tight end. Beautiful, beautiful. I mean, I'm sure that that got Coach Cardi. Just, I, I'm sure that got his blood pumping. Well, did you see on Twitter? Apparently, he has run that play. Apparently, he created the play. Which I don't, I don't know. He's he, got a he's, crazy mind. He's run some. Uh, he's run some crazy stuff over the years. I'm just saying. Hey, we uh, we got some two good tight ends at Sam Houston. Maybe we can figure something out. I know uh, we don't run uh, under the center, but we definitely would throw him off if we did that. Just a, just a little shout-out. Next up, we have Sela and UIW in uh, the most Big 12 <laughs> Southland game I've ever seen. 52-55. to 55, Both quarterbacks threw for 700 yards. What a game. And we, we called it. We said uh, the, the point spread was going to be insane. Well, it was 83 uh, was the over-under. And what would you say? 52, 52 55 to, to 52. So one one oh seven. Yeah. Wow. I mean, no defense. Both quarterbacks throwing for seven hundred yards. What does that mean, though, Dalton? What does this game tell you? I mean, because to, to me, it tells me that oh, that's fun. That's you know, that's cool. We're not going far in the playoffs. That's what that tells me. I mean, what this tells me though is I if I'm playing this team in the playoffs, I'm getting my defense ready because oh, yeah. it, it's definitely going to be a shootout type of game where one stop will matter. And we we saw it against when we played Sela how close it was. 
But, man, just no defense on both sides of the ball. But uh, two great quarterbacks going at it. I, I've said it. I don't think Cameron Ward stays an incarnate word. I think he'll hit the transfer portal eventually, and he'll go somewhere up. He deserves it. He's a great quarterback. And Cole Kelly, just an absolute stud. Six seven, freaking nature. Probably going to win the Walter Payton Award again. But uh, what a game. Well, and this, and you know, Dalton, this actually, CeeLo was, was on their way to a bye, and now all of a sudden, Incarnate Word is pretty much controls their own destiny to win the Southland Conference. Do you, do you think it's going to happen? I do. Uh, I, you know, they, they both play Nichols. That's another thing, Dalton. If Nichols beats Incarnate Word and Southeastern these last two games, Nichols wins conference and gets the automatic qualifier. Isn't that something? Uh-oh. Isn't a lot of Southland, Southland shenanigans. shenanigans. I miss it, baby. <laughs> I miss it. But, yeah, Incarnate Word, Southeastern Louisiana, I think they're both on their way to the playoffs. And, Dalton, I I feel pretty confident that, that if Sam Houston gets a bye, that, that game to see who plays Sam Houston is going to consist of Incarnate Word. Yeah, especially with the location and being and being close to Huntsville. What a good thing for UIW. Such a young program and how successful they've been. Next up, we have Montana State and Eastern Washington. We talked about this game, Montana State with the win, 23-20. to Now, Hump, we tweeted this out, but Eastern Washington's offensive coordinator is gone. Apparently, he has resigned. And I don't know if that's immediately or the end of the season, but uh, Eastern Washington is known for their video game-like numbers on offense. Is this a concern? <laughs> what a weird move. <laughs> Maybe he was tired of scoring so many points. I'm not sure. I guess. I don't know if he got a new job somewhere or Does something. Does that affect... Eastern Washington this weekend in a massive showdown versus UC Davis. I think so, especially because their thing, their niche is their offense, and I don't. The offensive coordinator is the one who makes the plays, call the plays. I'd be a little nervous. It's, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, but uh, big loss to Montana State. They need to bounce back. And some FBS scores: TCU upset Baylor thirty to twenty-eight. Look at your Horn Frogs. The first uh, is it first game without Gary Patterson or first game without Gary Patterson? That's correct. What a what a way to win! Uh, beat Baylor and a ranked team that that sucks for the Bears. They have a another big game in the Pick'em. A lot of games that we're talking about they're going to be in the Pick'em. Next up, Auburn and A and M. This is what I said: <laughs> when you pick Bo Nix, he loses. So I should have picked A and M. I I should have known better. But A&M routes them 20-3. to A&M, they're trying to get a good bowl game. The Ryan Humphreys, Bo Nix, Auburn football curse continues. <laughs> Cincinnati and Tulsa, we, we spoke on this a little bit. Cincinnati, not their best game, but they get the win 28-20. to Alabama, LSU, Alabama wins 20-14. to Pretty pretty close. Good pretty for, close. Good for LSU. Good At for LSU. Coach O's last uh, hoorah with the Tigers almost beats Alabama. That would have that would have changed a lot would of things. Would he have gotten his job back? <laughs> oh, I mean. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Then we have North Carolina and Wake Forest, and oh. it ends. The oh. the dream season of the Demon Deacons is at over. The hand, at the hands of our preseason love in North Carolina. Do, do, we, do we think that North Carolina bounces back next year? No. Uh, uh, they, they lose Sam Howell uh, to the NFL draft, and I just if – if it didn't happen this year, I don't think it's going to happen. Finally, we have Purdue and Michigan State. Purdue with the win, 40-29 in, in a dominant game. The Boilermakers getting it done. Michigan State, they got to bounce back if they want to get in that Final Four spot. Now, Hump, next up we have the Fantasy Corner. And, uh, you know, I've been talking about team tight end success recently. And uh, not only did we win again, but we had the highest score uh, in the league. Hump, we're getting closer and closer. And uh, my next matchup is, in fact, you. I'm really excited. Uh, I'm feeling great. One of my boys who me and Hump or me and Isaac kind of picked up just as like a, you know, he's there. This team's pretty good. Let's pick him up. You never know what could happen. And he drops 
40 points. I'll let you kind of explain that a little bit. But talk to me about your winners, your losers. Let's hear about your team, and let's hear about your league. Dalton, walk on radio league. I lose again. Uh, my team's broken. Uh, plain and simple, it's just not a good year in the walk on radio fantasy football league. However, this softens the blow. My personal league, we're hot. We're hot. That's four wins in a row. Uh, definitely looks like playoffs are a lock. Uh, so that's a big deal to me. Um, Jonathan Taylor, I mean, the dude is just, the dude's a menace. My adopted stepson, I'm so proud of him. Uh, I wear my jersey every week. Um, as far as just talk about a crazy breakout week, we're going to have to go to my main man, James Connor. Oh, yeah. James Connor is uh, definitely the doggy dog of the week in fantasy football. If you had him, if you started him, props to you because he uh, he put on quite the clinic. Well, here's the thing with James Conner, too, that's kind of crazy is uh, he has scored, I think, these last five weeks every every week. He's had at least one touchdown. Because He's leading the do, NFL in touchdowns. Yeah, what they do is kind of like what they used to do with Aaron Jones is you'd run or throw the ball all the way down the field, you get to the five, and then James Conner rushes in for a touchdown. And so... It's a nice, it's a nice guy to have in your team, and, and who? Wow, look at me talking fantasy. Yeah, I know. Dal- I, nice think, I think Dalton's got the fantasy itch now. Now that I'm successful, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm loving it. It's waivers like an every year thing now. Yeah. yeah, waivers winning Super Bowls, it, it's been really important. But James Conner, forty points for my team, it, hey, it was important. You know who the top quarterback uh, in fantasy football was this week? Your boy, not Josh Allen. It, oh, oh man, <laughs> oh Josh, Josh Allen. Allen against the Jaguars. I was thinking that was a slam dunk. I was wrong. He was terrible. Uh, but the best quarterback this week was your boy, Justin Herbert. Uh, he finally breaks it. out. You love to see it. They they had the big win against Philadelphia. But, uh, man, uh, talk about our teams. Uh, Jordan Love, not very good. Dak Prescott, not very good. We're going to talk about that. But any, any more fantasy news before we jump into some scores? You better get busy winning or get busy trying because there's not a lot of fantasy football left before the playoffs kick off. Well, my team was projected eight in the league. Now we're bumped up to three. So uh, we just got to keep going. I'm excited, but hump. Unfortunately, my dad, is uh, his team's very good. Yeah, He's I don't know, definitely the favorite. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through that, but hey, he, it's a first year versus a 30-year, uh, you know. Yeah, no, that's – I don't blame yeah. him. <laughs> so, hump, let's, uh, let's talk some NFL. Man. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you go first. Moment of silent. I need to gather my thoughts. <laughs> Moment of silent for both of us, but uh, I'll I'll go first. Green Bay, Kansas City. Jordan Love's first start didn't uh, didn't go so well. We we lose to Kansas City thirteen to seven. Shout out to the Packers defense because we looked great. We were stopping the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know this is Mahomes' off year and he's not doing very well, but they're still the Chiefs, and we were able to slow them down. But Jordan Love just couldn't get it done. I'm a little worried. And we did talk about this when the whole Aaron Rodgers situation was going down. If we don't if we don't forget, we offered Aaron Rodgers a 5-year max contract to be the highest paid player in the NFL. And that should mean something. That means I don't know if we're trusting Jordan Love very much. I don't know if he's going to be the franchise guy. Uh of course it's his first game. You have to give him benefit of the doubt that uh you got to give him a chance to play, but man, just not his game tough loss uh we got to bounce back hopefully Aaron Rodgers comes back there's been a lot of issues with him with this whole vaccination thing and and him lying he got fined a lot of people are saying he should get kicked off the team whatever whatever it is what it is he didn't get his vaccine okay bring him back we have a Super Bowl to win now hump it is your time y'all lost to the Denver Broncos 30 to 16 Dak was back and uh, I've been talking to coach Buck about this coach Buckner and uh he almost wanted to come on the show to defend his team I said don't worry about that Hump will do it himself, but man, just from a team that was supposed to win the Super Bowl, 
the number one team in the NFL. You lose to the Denver Broncos, to Teddy Bridgewater in terrible fashion. So here's your chance to defend yourself, to defend your team, because y'all don't look like a Super Bowl team anymore. Well, Dalton, uh, first off, let's pump the brakes, okay? <laughs> because if you look around the NFL, uh, everybody wants to come at the Cowboys about their bad loss. Uh, and, yeah, it was ugly, but uh, their bad loss came to a team that is completely in the playoff race, uh, completely in the, their division race, uh, and, and we're just not going to clown the Buffalo Bills. Everybody's, you know, Super Bowl sweetheart for losing to the Jaguars. Hey, don't, don't, don't start putting on other people now. Don't, don't come at me unless you're ready, all right? <laughs> but anyways, it was a weird week, okay? I think four, it, it, whoever I would call the top six teams in the NFL, four of them lost. Okay, Packers lost, Rams lost, Cowboys lost, Bills lost. So, it, I mean, it was just a weird week, and I think that, that pretty much sums up the Cowboys game. Um, early on, you could tell that there were some – it was just off. Dak was off. Uh, we had some weird, weird defensive things happen. We block a punt. Somehow Denver retains the ball back. Uh, that was a momentum killer, and it was just—it was just one of those days, Dalton. I fully expect the Dallas Cowboys to bounce back this week against the Falcons. Um, it's gonna be fine. Okay, three-game lead in the division. Dak is gonna be fine. It, it, it showed that he was rusty. He had you know three weeks off uh, with the bye and the injury. Uh, it's gonna be fine. Just everybody, everybody, take a deep breath. It, it, listen, I don't think that it was in our best interest to try out, try and go win whatever eighteen games in a row. I think maybe we needed we needed to come down to earth a little bit. Maybe this is going to get everybody locked in, everybody focused. Okay, let's 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 get it back against a mediocre Atlanta Falcons team. Well, from a team from from my guys who got routed by the Saints Week One and kind of needed that wake up call, it's important. And uh, hopefully, y'all can bounce back from this. Let's get into some scores. The Jets they lose the Indianapolis Colts forty five to thirty. Man, the Colts are uh, they are their offense is pumping. I don't know if you saw, but Carson Wentz said. Uh, his wife is supposed to be in labor on Sunday, and he told his wife, I am playing. That's a football guy. If that is a football it. guy. Next up, we have Atlanta and New Orleans. Atlanta with the win, 27-25. New Orleans, just what a what a weird, wishy-washy team. Atlanta, they're not going to make the playoffs probably, but they're, they're still fighting Matt Ryan. Potentially his last year in the NFL. We'll have to see. Next up, we have Cleveland and Cincinnati and, and Hump. I think, uh, I think Baker Mayfield heard everybody talking with all the OBJ stuff and free Odell Beckham. Go ahead and beat a good Bengals team, forty-one to sixteen. Hump, are the Bengals going to make the playoffs? That's two. That's two losses in a row. You know, last week they lost to uh, Mike White and the New York Jets, um, and we kind of clowned them a little bit. Uh, I think the Browns are a lot better than the Jets, but nonetheless, Baker and the Browns figure out a way to beat the Bengals. I don't know, Dalton. Um, I, it's the Bengals, man. And I and I, I gave this talk earlier in the year, and then they proved me wrong. But now I'm sitting here again, and I'm thinking it's the Bengals. So I I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs or not. Yeah, they uh, so it's so weird. A team that I was hyping up in the very beginning, you doubted them, then it ended up being really good. Now they're not good again. I guess we'll have to see down the line. Next up, we have Houston and Miami, the toilet bowl. Miami gets to win 17 to nine. Houston just they're going to get a good draft pick. Hopefully, uh, a lot of people saying your guy, the Ducks, Thibodeau, I think his last name is, is might be projected to go to Houston. I think they need a quarterback or somebody else, but uh, Terod Taylor's back, so that's good. Maybe they can bounce back and, and have a couple wins at the end of the year. Next up, we have Tennessee and the Los Angeles Rams. Man, they, uh, Matthew Stafford looked like uh, looked pretty bad out there. They get, Tennessee gets to win 28-16. to How about Adrian Peterson being back for the Tennessee Titans? 
hump. Uh, I know he's not Derrick Henry, but do you think Peterson playing for the Titans is going to help them a lot, or he's just a, a filling guy? Well, I, I think he's a filling guy. I, I don't, I don't really think he has a that step anymore. But what I will say is he's a great mentor to those young guys that are going to fill in. Uh, so I think it was a good get for the Titans. They were desperate. They had to try everything. Uh, and the Titans pick up a huge win against the Rams. And so, you know, I think the Titans are going to be fine. Ryan Tannehill is going to have to step up, get the ball to Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. Uh, but if they can do that, Titans are going to be okay. Funny fact, Adrian Peterson actually got offered by Dancing with the Stars to join the show, but he said no in hopes of being signed by a team. Titans sign him. Good, Good choice. Call. Good, It worked out. Good choice. Next up, we have Las Vegas and the New York Giants. New York Giants gets to win 23-16. to Man, the Giants, they uh they look kind of good. They look uh, here and there. Hump, is Daniel Jones still franchise quarterback for the Giants, or is Malik, Malik Willis or somebody else? We're going to see a new quarterback in, in the blue. I, I've never been a Daniel Jones guy. Uh, you know, there's definitely people that uh, will argue that with me. Uh, but I just, I think Danny Dimes, I don't know. I just don't see him being able to be a winner. Uh, he's talented, but uh, I think they'll give him a couple more years and then, They'll have to go another direction. Next up, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Buffalo Bills. What a weird, weird game. Jacksonville gets to win 9-6. to six. It's funny. Defensive player Josh Allen sacked, forced a fumble, and intercepted quarterback Josh Allen. I think it's the first time that's ever happened. Really cool thing. Uh, really interesting. But what a weird score, 9-6. to six. Next up, we have New England and Carolina. New England with the win, 24-6. to six. Let me tell you how New England... They're coming back. They don't. They don't look terrible anymore. They actually look really good. Mac Jones could win Rookie of the Year. I don't know. It still looks like Jamar Chase's race to win. But uh, Mac Jones, man, he's fighting for that spot. Next up, we have Minnesota and Baltimore. Baltimore with the win, thirty-four to thirty-one. People said Lamar Jackson couldn't lead a comeback, and here he is. And uh, funny thing is, comeback. You know who they throw to on fourth down to score? Pat Ricard, fullback. You'll love to see it. He's a 300-pound fullback. He is uh, my guy. He's yoked, and uh, he, he's my dude. Next up, we have the Chargers and Philadelphia. The Chargers with the win, 27-24. to Man, talk about wishy-washy, and that's the Chargers. They win some. They lose some. They're going to have to fight for a playoff spot and uh, have a good playoff run for my dreams to come true. Next up, we have Arizona and the 49ers. Arizona with the win, 31-17. to Arizona still looks hot, but they're missing their two big receivers, so it's going to be up to Christian Kirk. And then finally, we have Chicago and Philadelphia. Philadelphia with the win, 29-27. to Hump, Justin Fields is fighting for his life. He looked beat up. He was getting thrown around. I'm a little worried about him and the Bears, but uh, Philadelphia with the win. Every week, he proves to me, though, that he is their franchise quarterback. Yeah. He, uh, he, he doesn't have to win the Super Bowl this year for, for me to jump on board with that. Poor, poor Andy Dalton. It looks like his time is up. Yep. It is now Justin Fields' time. Um, let's get in some pickums. We have a really interesting pickum this week. Uh, a lot of uh, FCS games, some FBS, and of course some NFL games. So starting off, we have you and I, Northern Iowa versus Missouri State. Two really good teams. Now Missouri State had the win last week. You and I had a loss, but uh, both teams have beaten a lot of good teams. Missouri State, out of nowhere, decided to have a great back half. So Hump, which? team are you going with well Dalton this is a big game uh, this has major 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 playoff implications Northern Iowa if they lose this it'll be their fifth loss of the season to me I know they've beaten some teams they've beaten some big dogs but to me Northern Iowa is eliminated with a loss here I think it's gonna be too tough to overcome that Missouri State they're on the come up I think they're probably already in the playoffs um, 
man, puts me in a tough spot here because because I like Northern Iowa. Last year they were kind of my dark horse pick, uh, if you remember correctly. I was just a year, I was a year late, or a year early, excuse me. But Don, I'm I'm going the Bears here. I'm going the Bears. I'm going Missouri State. I think that they uh, they've gotten hot at the right time. Uh, they're going to go into the playoffs, play a first round game, potentially win a first round game. So uh, give me uh, give me Bobby Petrino and the Missouri State Bears. This was tough for me because both teams have beaten some really good teams. But man, I'm going with you and I, and, th- and this Ooh. is my reason. All the teams that you and I, you and I have beaten, the other team were the hot hands, and they got it done. They made the upset. So I think it's a you and I's time, and I think they they realize that it's now or never, and uh, they got to beat this team. So I'm going with you and I here, but uh, man, this is a close one, and like you said, a lot on the line. I know your bracketology; you're gonna have to rip a few of them up if uh, whoever wins this game. Next up, we have Chattanooga versus Mercer. Mercer, good team. Chattanooga, the Fighting Mocs. We uh, we had a lot of choice of words about them last year when they decided to just give up and uh, end their season and opt out. It is what it is, but here they are now. I forgot about that. <laughs> Golly. Benched all their starters and, and lost wow. a huge one. They were but, like, what were they, number nine in the country at yep. that time? God. Hate to see it, but they're here now, and that's what's important, and they're facing Mercer. So, Hump, who are you taking? Another FCS game with uh, huge playoff implications. Uh, the SOCON automatic qualifier is at stake here. Um, Chattanooga, they've gotten hot lately. Mercer, been playing well. Uh, the SoCon is interesting. They they seem to really, really beat up on each other. Furman, VMI, East Tennessee State, uh, the Citadel will upset a team or two. But here you've got the Mocs and uh, the Bears. Is Mercer the Bears, I believe? I think so, yeah. Dalton, with a name like Chattanooga <laughs> and a name like the Mocs, I feel like you gotta pick Chattanooga, and I, I think we put the mocks in the zoo, even though it's not—it's not an animal. So I don't know if you can you can put an object. Well, I think in they the were zoo. in the zoo, but then they were kicked out for their actions. Okay, well, Dalton, did we put them back in? If they win this week, I don't know who you're picking, but if they win this week, they can be in my zoo just just simply because I like calling them, you know, the noogs, like the noogs, <laughs> the mocks. That's awesome. Uh, big playoff week here, but uh, give me Chattanooga. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to disagree with you. He's not allowed in my zoo because I'm going with Mercer here. Uh, I just I've heard a lot about Mercer and I've watched them more than I thought I would, and they look strong. They look really good, and uh, I don't forgive Chattanooga for what they did. I refuse to. So give me Mercer here. Give me the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Uh, man, two Bears teams already. Are we gonna see another one? We'll have to. Oh, we will see another one. Baylor Bears. A lot of Bears in the pick 'em, but uh, Central I'm, Arkansas Bears. Uh oh. The Purple Bears. <laughs> a lot of Bears. I'm going with Bears number two, uh, and that is Mercer. Next up, we just talked about them. SFA versus UCA. SFA has been really hot recently. A team that I've always been a, a big fan of, even though they're one of our bigger rivals. Versus UCA, they got some really good receivers, and they're still fighting for an AQ7 playoff spot and at-large bid. So, Hump, are you going with the Bears number three? Or are you going with the Lumberjacks? Have you ever seen the Have you ever seen the skit where they're wearing the the Mike Ditka uh, vest and they go <laughs> da da Bears? That's that's all that's all I was thinking about right there. But yeah, SFA Central Arkansas. Dalton, Humps, we nailed the SFA upset last week. Dalton, SFA. Is it even – could you call this game an upset if SFA wins anymore? Because you know I, only, UCA is a favorite. Only because they're on the road. Okay. I, I'll, I'll give – I'll say that UCA is the favorite only because SFA is on the road. Dalton. You can't do – you're not going to do it two weeks in a row. Dalton. Huh. No SFA. way. SFA. I almost think I want to pick them because – I want them to make the playoffs. I am speaking that into existence. That would be the coolest, 
greatest playoff game atmosphere ever. So, Dalton, give me – I'm going to take a purple team here, okay? I'm going to take a purple team. Give me SFA. Wow. I'm taking SFA on the road. Uh, I, You know – I'm trying to I'm, th- I'm trying to think of what I want to say because I, I hate SFA. I, I'm I am Sam Houston. I'm I'm Sam Houston from the inside out. I hate SFA. Central Arkansas's offense is great. Tyler Hudson, Lawan Winningham, Braylon Smith, it's great. They're on the stripes. SFA they they've got playoff on their mind and if and if they want to make it in, they want to have their a chance to hear their name called on Selection Sunday. They're going to have to win this one. So give me the Lumberjacks. First off, let me say that this color concept on the stripes is going to be rough. A lot of purple, a lot of white. Uh, but what a cool place to play uh, in Central Arkansas at the stripes. It's really cool. Their stadium's like in the middle of campus. Their their tailgate's right there. And it's really bumping. I, I really like that stadium. But uh, Hump, I've been a big SFA guy as well. You've heard what I've said about Coach Carthel, him changing the culture there, changing the program. And uh, they've had two positive records in the last two years. Uh, they're the quote-unquote fall conference champs last year whatever you know they 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 got their little shine on that but uh the improvement from sfa has been insane and uh i saw what they did with us at nrg and they and they almost beat us uca almost beat us as well i'm going with the lumberjacks as well i think it's gonna happen i think they're gonna they're gonna finish and make the playoffs and we're gonna see them in a massive game i I like uca's offense but i think sfa's offense is also is on fire right now trace self has been just insane, throwing it throwing around everywhere. So give me SFA here in the Battle of the Purple against the Bears number three in, in a close matchup, but it's a, a fun one. Next up, we have UTEB versus North Texas. UTEB, a team that the Miners, FCS name right there, we haven't talked about them in a while, but they've done really well. Uh, they had a couple losses, though. Against North Texas, I love North Texas as a school, as a program. So, Hump, you going with Mean Green or you going with the Miners? Well, Dalton, UTEP's had a great year. They've had a great year. Uh, they've lost the last two, but for them, this has been an awesome year. North Texas, very down year. It's been a very down year for the old Mean Green. This is a this is a across the state matchup. You've got one end of the state in UTEP. You've got another end of the state in uh, North Texas, closer to Dallas in Denton. I'm I'm going the home team here. I would pick whoever the home team is in this one. I'm going to take North Texas uh, with the upset-ish, if you want to call it that, over UTEP. Uh, mean Green, great uniforms, fantastic uniforms, uh, cool stadium. I wish that they were good because when that thing is packed, it's pretty neat. Uh, but yeah, give me uh, give me North Texas in this one. Man, we have a, a lot of different picks here. I'm going with the Miners here with the Fighting Trace Mascoros. Now he's part of Sam Houston, of course. But uh, UTEP's been hot. Uh, I think they're going to stay hot. North Texas has been struggling a little bit. Uh, I think the Miners get the win here in, in, in a fun matchup. But uh, give me the fighting Trace Mascoros. Next up, we have Texas A&M at Ole Miss. College game day. Boo, boo, boo. Yes, I know. But Ole Miss, what a cool play, place to play. Still the Heisman quarterback in the running. I don't know if he's uh, going to win it anymore. But Texas A&M, a hot team trying to get into a bowl game, a good bowl game. So, Hump, you're going with uh, your favorite Aggies or you're going with Ole Miss. Dalton, no, no sugarcoat in this one. I will never pick the Texas A&M Aggies ever. Uh, I'm what taking, if it was A&M versus I'm SFA? Ol, I'm taking Ole Miss. <laughs> Texas A&M versus Ole Miss or <laughs> SFA. Uh, I'm taking Ole Miss here. Uh, I like Matt Corral. I like Lane Kiffin. Uh, college game day. Since college game day is there, they better freaking win because I'm yeah, pissed. No kidding. I'm pissed that it's there. 
but yeah, give me uh, give me the Rebels over the uh, fighting Texas Aggies, whatever. Give me the Rebels. Give me Matt Corral. Give me Lane Kiffin. Now, go, uh, go Land Sharks. Texas uh, A&M fans, I want to apologize. Uh, I've been picking against you recently. I'm upset that you ruined my, my take of y'all making the national championship. But have no fear. I'm picking you again. They looked really good. They still look good. Uh, Isaiah Spilly's doing his thing. Zach Calzada has kind of found his place, and I think he's finally figured himself out as a quarterback. I think the offense is great. Jimbo's doing his thing. I don't know if Jimbo's going to be an LSU Tiger. That's the rumor, but as long as he's an Aggie, I think they're going to be fine. So give me the Aggies here. Uh, Ole Miss, they have a really good offense, but uh, don't forget about AM's defense. they got some guys on there. They're going to get it done. And, of course, don't forget the Maroon Goons, the offensive line of AM. They're going to win this game. Go Aggies. Thumbs up all the way around. Uh, yeah, Hump. A&M versus SFA, that'd be, a, that'd be a tough one for you. I don't know who you'd go with that one. Next up, we have NC State at Wake Forest. Wake Forest, the Demon Deacons. Man, they they on a streak, undefeated, and then they lost. And then you have NC State, who started off really hot, potentially could have won the ACC. You never know. It, it might be Wake Forest to win, but Hump, going with the Demon Deacons or the Wolfpack. Woo, nice little FCS This is names. FCS uh, name matchup. Dalton, I want Wake Forest to win the ACC. I think that'd be so cool. I hate that they lost last week to North Carolina. But their quarterback is really slinging it. He's a Heisman candidate, I would say, at this point. Uh, so give me the Demon Deacons over uh, the fighting Russell Wilsons, fighting Phillip Rivers, fighting Jacoby Brissett's. Why does NC State have so many NFL quarterbacks? <laughs> but um, give me uh, give me Wake Forest. Yeah, I'm going with Wake Forest as well. Big fan of the Demon Deacons. Uh, just a random team that I've always liked. Sam Hartman is a guy that a sleeper for the Heisman. They're putting up numbers. Uh, I love their campus. I love everything about it. So give me Wake Forest here. Uh, I want them to win out, uh, maybe have a good bowl game, upset somebody, and surprise a lot of people. But you got to get through the Wolfpack, who's a, a strong team who started off the season really strong. So give me Wake Forest here, the Demon Deacons. Next up, we have Oklahoma versus Baylor. Oklahoma's still trying to stay undefeated and get into the Final Four, but Baylor, a team that's uh, upset a bunch of people, and they're highly ranked, but they took a big loss this week. So, Hump, you're going with the Sooners here, your boys, the Caleb Williams Sooners, or the Baylor Bears, the Bears number four. Well, Dalton, uh, man, I'm I cannot believe myself today. I'm picking so many teams that I hate. Oh no, I know, I know. I just I think that Oklahoma is kind of being disrespected with the whole undefeated Power Five team and being ranked eight. Uh, Baylor just had an emotional, tough loss against TCU last week. TCU they played played a freshman quarterback. They benched Max Duggan, played Chandler Morris, the uh, Highland Park graduate. Um, I think the Sooners are going to win this one uh, in Waco. I think Caleb Williams, I think if Caleb Williams started the year, we'd be talking about Oklahoma potentially winning the national championship. I think that he's that good. Yeah, I'm going with you, Oklahoma. Caleb Williams is just crazy, and, and it sucks for Spencer Rattler, but he'll find a home somewhere. But Caleb Williams now runs his team, and I think they're going to get the win here. Kind of big. Baylor, big loss to TCU, and uh, they they got to recover, and maybe they'll have some motivation too. But give me Oklahoma here. I think they finish uh, top four in the NFL, in the Final Four, in the NCAA playoffs. And then finally, we have our game of the week. Before we get to our two NFL games, we have Eastern Washington at UC Davis. Eastern Washington just lost their offensive coordinator. Their niche is big numbers, video game-like numbers. And they're facing the hometown boys, UC Davis, team that's been dominant, beating a lot of teams, and trying to get into a spot in the playoffs, trying to secure themselves by the playoff committee. So, Hump, you sticking with the, the hot hand here with Eastern Washington or the other hot hand, UC Davis? Boy, this is a big one. This is a big one. This has first-round buy implications. 
Uh, if UC Davis wins this one, they pretty much lock up a first-round bye. If Eastern Washington wins this one, I think they pretty much lock up a first-round bye. Could be wrong, but uh, we'll definitely see how that unfolds. It's huge. It's at UC Davis. They're on fire right now. Eastern Washington has lost two games in a row, lose their offensive coordinator, and 75% of walk-on Radio Nation is siding with Eric Berrier and the Eastern Washington Finding Cooper Cups. Uh-oh. Not so I am fast? not a part of that 75%. Wow. I'm taking UC Davis. I like the Aggies in this one. That, ugh, that sounds gross. Um, <laughs> I, I like UC Davis. Uh, I think I think that they're a team to definitely look out for, kind of, a, kind of a sleeper team. You know, they don't have a huge name. They're not one of the Dakotas or James Madison or Sam Houston, but they're definitely a team to, uh, to worry about. So give me, uh, give me UC Davis in this one. So I originally picked Eastern Washington, uh, and that's my pick. But unfortunately, I didn't know about the offense coordinator situation. So uh, I'm not going to change my opinion. It's already locked in on the votes. So I'm going with Eastern Washington here. I think it uh, doesn't matter who is running the plays or calling the plays. Eric Berrier is going to find a receiver that's open. He's going to get the job done. He's going to find his uh, his targets and, and score some touchdowns. I love UC Davis. I haven't picked against him yet. But Eastern Washington is just that team. They were They were given first place votes a few weeks back. And uh, I think they're going to be fine. They're going to get the win here, and they're going to bump up the rankings. So finally, for our last two pick on the NFL games, first up we have Cle- Cleveland at New England. Cleveland, a team without OBJ, doesn't matter, scores 41 points in a big victory against a New England team that's been kind of hot. They've been uh, they looked a lot better than they did in the beginning of the year. Mac Jones is finally getting comfortable. And you can't forget who's coaching New England. So Hump, you're going with the Patriots or you're going with the Brownies? Don, this is a big one. Uh, you know, there at, at this point in the season, there's definitely playoff. Uh, there's playoff talk, and both these teams are in the hunt. Uh, Cleveland kind of had some drama last week. They were able to put it together and score some points, win a big game at Cincinnati. New England, they're hot. Bill Belichick is finding out a way to win football games. Cleveland going to Foxborough at New England. I'm gonna have to take New England here. I'm gonna have to take New England. Uh, I, I just think. I don't know. I think that they're going to have a scheme ready to roll for uh, for the Browns, and also Nick Chubb might be out with COVID, and so I just, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't like the Browns matchup here. Uh, so give me the Patriots. I, uh, I'm agreeing with you here with the Patriots. Uh, man, the Browns can look really good, but they also can look really bad. And uh, Nick Chubb being out is a big thing. But Bill Belichick, man, he's able to figure it out. And like I said, Mac Jones has just been. He's been on fire recently. He's been he's been hitting his target. He's been doing a really good job in New England's defense. He's finally starting to pick it up. So give me New England here. The Cleveland Browns, they they got to surprise a lot of people. You got to go down to New England and beat them. But I think the Patriots win this just like they do every year. And then finally, we have the Chiefs versus the Raiders. The Kansas City Chiefs, a team that was once was, now they're kind of on an off year versus Las Vegas. Started off really hot. A lot of things had to go down. You you lose your head coach, you lose one of your receivers. But they're still Las Vegas Raiders. They still have Darren Waller, one of the best tight ends. But they're facing the other good tight end, Travis Kelsey, in a high-powered offense. So, Hump, you going with Kansas City or are you going with Las Vegas? This is a big one. Huge AFC West implications. Uh, the division battle is heating up. Denver apparently is, is at least decent. They're beating Dallas. The Chargers, they got back on track this last week. Las Vegas, uh, they, they get upset by the Giants, which was crazy. Uh, and Kansas City picks up a much-needed win over Green Bay. There's nothing else I can say about this other than I still believe that the Kansas City Chiefs can get rolling. Their offense looked terrible against Green Bay. Uh, I just I don't know what the deal is, but I'm I'm I keep telling myself that Patrick Mahomes is going to wake up, going to come back to reality, do do what he does, 
Uh, and maybe it's this week on Sunday Night Football. So give me the Chiefs over the Raiders. The Raiders. Give me the Chiefs. Well, uh, Hump, uh, I picked this week's pick was weird for me because I decided to go back to my old methods, pick from the heart. I got to do what I used to do. The reason I was a king for so long. And my heart told me Las Vegas. Uh, I watched a game against Green Bay. Kansas City's uh, defense is awful. And I, and I can't say that. It's hard for me to say that because we only scored seven points. But I've seen what Kansas City's secondary is, and, they, and they're not good. So uh, give me Las Vegas. I think it's going to be a shootout, but Derek Carr is going to be able to get it done. You have Darren Waller. You have Hunter Renfro. You have a good running back core. Give me Las Vegas here. Kansas City is just – I don't think they're going to be able to bounce back from this. I think Mahomes is done for this year. He'll, he'll be back. He's still one of the best quarterbacks to play. But uh, he's got to recover. He's just got to take a break. So give me Las Vegas here. Give me the Raiders. So Hump, FBS program. We're getting our rings. FCS madness. Any last words before we finish this episode? Great week, man. More more great football to go. Uh, it's going to finish out being an awesome year. Can't wait to show you guys the rings. I'm pumped. Uh, but yeah, awesome week, Dalton. Well, of course, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Buy our hats. Uh, listen to us on anything. Spotify, Apple Music. Or not Apple Music. Apple Podcasts. Rate us five stars. Give us a review. This episode is always brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. And you're going to see our rings. It's going to be exciting. But, of course, we will see you next time. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.